0: What's up? Georgia! I need to get into the crime prevention building! I left all my podcast stuff and we're recording tonight! Can you let me in? Actually, I can just let you in on my app. Hang on.
1: There you go. You can go on in.
0: I love that she can let me in with the app. That is so cool. All right. Yes. Oh, nope, nope.
1: Thank you so much. You're the best. Since
0: 1975, Crime Prevention has helped to protect homes, families, and businesses. Stay in touch with your business from anywhere with their app. View cameras, control your thermostat, even access control. Worry less and connect more with Crime Prevention. You are listening to Way Podcast. Coming to you from Gainesville. Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Whoa GNB podcast, the Coronavirus Sessions. And I hit record this time. Um, <laughs> getting into uh, the Zoom format has definitely been a trial for the second time in over a hundred something episodes. Um, I forgot to to hit record, and so now we are hitting <laughs> hitting record a few a few minutes in. Um, you guys, just to, to reiterate everything that's. That's going on. What we're doing is that we're doing daily sessions at noon, about a half hour, with business owners, business leaders, business professionals, and members of the community, talking about how we're navigating this coronavirus stuff. There's been a lot of interesting things that have happened in our in our community, and um, I just believe that with our with our efforts together, coming together, sharing stories, um, and and really just seeing how everybody else is navigating this, uh, that we're gonna be able to. One, take, take nuggets from it and do what we feel is best for our own companies and really get through this together as a community. So um, Mike and I are definitely heavily focused on limiting the number of businesses that go out of business and limiting the number of people who are gonna get laid off because of this thing. So if, if this podcast will help in contributing to that, then I will call it a success uh, after this thing has has come and gone. So I um, really want to... Uh, want to get right into it. Before we do, I want to just give a shout out to our sponsors. You guys know that we can't do this without sponsorship. If you are one, if you are a small business and would like to sponsor one of these podcasts, um, through these coronavirus sessions, we're doing discounted, um, discounted sessions because we want one, we want discounted sponsorships because we want to provide value to our small business audience out there. And, um, but at the same time, you know, that helps us, uh, you know, pay our team and, and get through this as well. So, uh today's episode is brought to you by crime prevention security systems uh man they've been such a great sponsor throughout the first quarter of this year uh you guys they will keep you and your family safe and your business safe really cool technology where you have an app uh you can like i could if i needed to let somebody in at the dealership i could like do so through an app like i could just like press a button and let somebody into the building which would be really really cool um you know so allowing that accessibility especially for those business owners that are working remote and stuff right now i mean think about it that would be a great way to do it plus if you left like the ac on like super hot i mean super cold or something and you forgot to turn it on you could just like go do it through the app isn't that cool mike i, just think, yeah. that's, I think it's like the oh, most, my, most mind-blowing thing
1: what
0: a world, what you? man. <laughs> <laughs> what, what a world. But uh, you what guys, definitely definitely check them out at cpss.net. Please support our sponsors. And if you are looking for security for your residents or for your business, uh, definitely give Crime Prevention Security Systems a shout. Again, that's cpss.net. And now I want to get right into the show and welcome my friend again, <laughs> Larry Hartfield <laughs> from, from Hartfield Insurance. Larry, thanks for uh, being here today, man. Thanks for joining
2: us on the show. My pleasure. Good to see you again. again. So,
0: <laughs> so, so for our audience, like, go ahead and just give a give a brief background about you know about, about what you do here in Gainesville, uh, how long you've been in business, that that kind of stuff.
2: Um, I've been in Gainesville thirty some odd years. Um, Hartfield Insurance started about ten years ago. Um, we're a broad line, all lines. So we'll do anything from life insurance to auto and everything in between. We try to try to uh, really uh, cover our clients needs very broadly. Years ago Joe Saruli really helped me with my my tagline because uh, he knows I taught the martial arts and helped self-defense. And he went, ah, perfect segue. Now you can help people with their financial self-defense. So I that's so I gotta give Joe Saruli really credit for giving that perspective. So yeah, I help, you know, I help people, you know, protect their assets and also I teach the martial arts and try to help them with uh, how to avoid problems like not going downtown and getting drunk in the middle of the night. So, you know, there's risk, risk management on all, all levels, but uh, uh, I've been in Gainesville quite some time and just love this town and really appreciate being here.
0: Yeah, I love it, man. so what's been what's been the biggest you know impact since all this started going down a few weeks ago like what's what changes have you had to make in your business i mean what's just what's been going on since it
2: since it really came to fruition well in our business um i geared up so that i got set up at my home but again i'm lucky where i can utilize telephone, radio, I mean, tel- radio, telephone, um, computers and such. So I'm electronic. So being set up at home, uh, was quite easy to do. Um, uh, don't need that much. So if for some reason we were really shut down and I couldn't leave and come to the office, uh, I've been able to come to the office, but there's nobody here. So I'm not really, I'm able to keep my social distancing but still get to the office and retrieve a file that invariably i would have forgot so that hasn't impacted me nearly as much as so many people i see around town who um got had to shut down you know again we talk about the restaurant owners we talk about other small business owners they're very very affected and um um, it's really it's really a drag but what's wonderful is to see efforts which you know, you're creating right now, is to get word out and have, have this team effect where um, many of us are trying to do what little we can to help, help everybody as much as we can, even if it's buying gift certificates that are places that are closed right now and use them later um, you know, with restaurants, gift certificates drop off. Uh, Pickup, delivery, things like that, have been v- very, very, very helpful. Um, so it's just nice to see that there's a banding together in this community that's just hope. Hopefully, gives hope to many of the folks that are just in a in a very tough, tough situation.
0: Yeah, no, it's definitely been. It's I'm for me, that's been the most inspiring part. You know, I think when we look at. Uh, unfortunate situations like this um you know and i and i've talked about it before i don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but even like you know reflecting back to the days of of nine eleven and the and the tragedies that that we saw then i mean there's always this sense of you know community that comes from that, and like everybody really pulling together really you know looking for opportunities to serve somebody else and and for me like that's that's the goodness that comes from these type of situations, you know, if they're, it's always difficult to, to find the light in the darkness, but like, that's definitely, that's definitely it, you know? Um, and, and like, I reiterate, reiterate like the stuff at the restaurants and, you know, I, man, I hope we can like really not only restaurants, but just all the businesses. I hope we can do everything we can to, to really keep them in business, come together as a community, like you said, buy gift cards. I think it's a great way to do so. Uh, even in, in the first episode that we talked about, like Mike and I kind of talked about, you know, gym memberships and stuff like that. Like if you can keep paying, I like, i I know you're not using the facilities, but if you can keep paying your gym memberships, then, then please do it because people's pay depends on it. You know, just, just those kind of things. And I think it's just a, a community effort and doing everything that you can, um, personally mm-hmm. to, to do your part and to contribute to it. So. Uh, I think you're right. And then you also talked to, you know, in, in the episode that I forgot to hit record on, <laughs> so, you know, you, you're you saying a lot of great things about the Chamber of Commerce. And, you know, I think, you know, you want to elaborate on that a little bit?
2: I'd be happy to. Um, being a member of the Chamber, they, they're doing amazing things. I think they have done a great job over the years. But more recently, the information that they've been getting out to us, the emails that we've been receiving, The 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 links to additional information, helping the small businesses find out where there is information, helping to guide them to find out how to apply for some of these these financial assistance opportunities out there. I think the chamber is 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 really serving the community unbelievably well right now. I think the city is doing a great job too. There was a um, a broadcast. uh, meeting last week, maybe it was Friday, that broadcast over one of the TV stations, just trying to let people call in and ask questions and get information. Um, I, I just think that the community has, you know, rose to the occasion as best possible uh, to provide information as best possible because when you're lost, all you want is a place to go, a direction, you know, a direction. So I think again, the chamber, in my opinion, uh, the chamber has done a terrific job in in getting as much information as they can get out quickly so that everybody's staying on top of it and and it, 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 it it's gotta help. It's gotta help.
0: Yeah, I mean I think the, the newsletters have been have been awesome. I mean you're talking multiple multiple communications to you know, per day. I think I've been receiving like two or three of them per day with a lot of relevant information. Um, And, you know, we talked like the other thing that the chamber has done has like, they instantly went into that mode for the restaurants, creating the eat GNV uh, Facebook page and it grew quickly to 3000 plus people in that, in that group or that page. And like, just really showing, showing a lot of love and support for the restaurants and doing everything, everything that they can to get them, one One additional exposure to inform people like who's open who's not, what services they're offering um you know links to gift cards everything else i mean just just the 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 action that they took like quickly you know i i, I think very often when you look at when you look at large you know, like organizations like the Chamber of Commerce or the city, or even like you. A lot of times, it feels like it takes forever for information to get out there, or it's just a slow process for action to actually like happen. They did a really great job of taking action immediately when this thing started happening and creating that page. And I think that that Eat and B page on Facebook was a was a great example of of the quick action that they took. So definitely. mad props to the chamber of commerce. Thank you for everything that you're doing for the business community, especially right now. Um, we're, we're seeing, we're seeing the value that the chamber of commerce delivers to small businesses in the area. So super grateful for that. Mike, you got anything, man?
1: Yeah. So I've got a curiosity and, and definitely agree with everything you just said about the chamber, but so Larry, I'm curious, like from a consumer standpoint and claims, like how does a stay home order affect this like obviously there there should be less people commuting so there should be theoretically less auto claims are there is that true are people staying at home causing more issues where there might be more homeowner claims like like how how has, has that changed um in the weeks that the stay home orders and stuff have have existed
2: i truly don't have any data on that um yes the traffic is okay. lighter than there's got to be less accidents. I haven't had anybody calling and saying, "Ah, you know, I didn't have an accident this week that I expected to have because I had to stay home. Uh, <laughs> I haven't, uh, you know, oh, I don't have a claim. I burned out my house because I was cooking and I, I don't normally cook. So, um, um, so I don't have, I don't have any data on that. It's brand new. Everything is so brand new. Um, that uh, I'll, I'll be happy to share it with you as it comes down the pike. Um, family units are together. Um, I would imagine more emotionally they might uh, be getting a little aggravated with each other uh, and things <laughs> could happen at home, but those don't usually affect the, the, um, the, the insurance per se. That might be a call the police issue because my wife's getting on my nerves or something, but uh, uh, but I don't have any data. I really don't.
1: Okay. Uh, That'll be interesting to see. It's just something I thought of as we were talking about this, uh, as, as this goes on, how that's affected. Uh, one of the things we were talking about in the, in the earlier recording, well, not recording was, is is there going to be coronavirus insurance in the future? Like, is that something that the insurance industry will plan for and start to adapt to?
2: I, I think, I think, I think so. Um. When you watch the insurance industry, how it has changed and grown over the, you know, the many decades, hundreds of years that insurances have been around, it's everything is changing. Needs change, situations change, um, and the insurance company is in a, is in the business of helping people uh, to protect their their assets, protect their monies. And so, um, as I was mentioning earlier, um, a, a more current type of protection now. that's becoming more popular, more needed is the cyber protection, um, where people were getting hacked and businesses were getting hacked and that created a financial problem. So insurance companies started to investigate more ways of helping businesses to avoid um, cyber theft and cyber interactions. And if they couldn't, then there's recourse to help uh, with some of the expenses incurred with someone hacked into your files and created a problem. So that's just an example of something that really wasn't thought about many years ago. Uh, even nowadays when people are getting many emails with all this information, um, some of that information, if you click on and open it up, you could easily be um, allowing a virus to, to get in, not a coronavirus, but you know—you open up an unsecure link and issues, issues can arise. So the insurance industry is always trying to figure out another way of protecting people. And sure, they're going to get paid for it because all businesses are in business to make money. But they're very savvy and they have amazing people that analyze situations. And so I would think, having gone through all this, that some sort of protection will be available. Not everybody might might want to add it. But, uh, you know, some people have business income extension expenses, and there's always, you know, what it does and what it doesn't carry. But I would think I would think that there's going to be some level of protection um, available in the future. And it'll be written pretty tight and it'll say what it does and what it doesn't cover, because that's what the insurance companies do very well. They make it real clear. On what they cover, but they make it really, really, really clear on what it doesn't cover. So, it, 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 everything changes, and it's a growing industry. It's a growing need, and I would think that um, there's got to be a way that insurance companies can can help the average person, because you can't always expect the government to be able to come up with, you know, two trillion dollars, um, as, as. As they have, thank goodness for that. But uh, yeah, I would say stay tuned and see how things unfold over the next months and years.
1: And for and something that, like the, I was just gonna say for something like the insurance industry, when you have these big events like uh, economic recessions and this virus, like if businesses close and have to, I mean, cancel their policies or they don't they don't pay them, or is that does that have a huge effect on what you do?
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I stay in business because of my clients who stay with me. And uh, if they're unable to keep, keep the coverage, then I've lost a client. Just as, you know, losing a. Um, uh, if students aren't coming in and scooters aren't being sold, it, 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 it affects you. So if a business absolutely. had to close because they just couldn't make it, then I've lost, you know, I've lost a person that I care about and a business that I would like to keep over and over again. So, you know, there's a trickle, there's a trickle effect um, that 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 does happen. And some of the carriers are are helping people um, forego premium payments for a few months. Uh, you know, you have three months to hold off. They're, I think everybody, everybody is trying to help the situation not take advantage and hopefully like GRU may forgive some bills coming up and maybe landlords are being more understanding. Uh, I think everybody's trying to do their part to, to a certain level of, of degree.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think uh, it's, that's that's what's been super unique about this is again i mean we've said it before but like we we're all relating to this in some sort of way some sort of capacity um it's one of the things that i've it's one of the first times where i've seen something really impact everybody um and so there's been just more empathy when it comes to like understanding all right like I'm also de- I'm dealing with this, but I know Larry's dealing with this in some sort of capacity, and I know that all the other businesses are dealing with this in some sort of capacity, and and uh, I don't know. I guess like maybe there's a level of comfort there, and you know, a level of a level of just not knowing that you're not alone through this, and a level of you know, okay, it where I where I might contact a vendor and say, hey, like I'm really hurting right now can you help where the answer may be no. Normally there's probably a good chance that it's a, it's a yes. Like let's figure out something. Let's figure out how we can help you get through this. Uh, Just because we are all going through it together, you know?
2: So. Well, one thing that affects me personally is my wife's a nurse. And so she's like, every day she goes in and you know, she's, on the front line now she's in a different department but everybody's getting cross-trained so you know when things get more severe people are going to be moving departments and so there's you know the poor thing she's got some stress on her right now because you know um she has her job and she has her paycheck but what's going to happen um you know, at the hospital, she works at. there's a lot of unknowns for everybody. And so you mentioned, there's an old expression, misery loves company. And so it's, it is nice to know that, you know, we're, we're not in this all by ourselves. And yeah, it's a drag that so many people are affected. But as you mentioned, it's just there, maybe there is a teeny bit of comfort in that, uh, you know, we're all in this together, and we'll, which means we'll all get through it together.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, it's funny that you're talking about the fact that your wife's being cross-trained and and going to be, you know, has the possibility of working in other areas. I mean, it's uh, I, I think that's going to almost become commonplace with a lot of businesses. I mean, one of the first things that I had said to our team was your ability, like. I mean, it is definitely a team effort right now. Like, we're gonna have to get through this, and you know, if somebody gets sick, then we're gonna need people to to fill in. We're not gonna we're not gonna go hire somebody else. So, you know, the ability I told the team, like, your ability to be flexible and you know work where it's needed, uh, is you know is super valuable right now. So take the time to. Take the time to educate yourself on other aspects of the business. And and I think we said that in like one of the very very first meetings we had when this thing started to to really get some traction. And I think that's gonna become commonplace across businesses. I think you're gonna have people who are flexible, who can work multiple multiple positions or multiple aspects of you know what they normally do and um and broaden broaden their skill set, if you will. Uh given these circumstances. So Mike, what else you got, brother?
1: It's just, it's a lot to, it's a lot to process how all this can change so fast and and we're watching, you know, but the interesting thing about it is is—is how it, it almost puts everybody back down on the same level because everybody has to figure out how they're going to attack this at the same time. Like no one, there was no blueprint on, uh, this is how you handle a uh, pandemic response, you know, like, so, All of us kind of get stripped down back to the same level and you see who who puts their head down and finds creative ways to evolve and keep their business open and and who pulls out their cell phones and starts uh, you know creating content uh, to kind of stay stay relevant and all this kind of stuff Um, and and unfortunately who's not like who, who doesn't have the ability or the maybe maybe they've got personal circumstances that are stripping them from that ability to do that but those are the businesses that are starting to to close down because they're you know whether it's circumstantial or they're just they don't know how to evolve into that so that's i think the biggest thing that's interesting to see is is those that are coming out of this almost you almost look at it like they can come out of this stronger and a lot of these habits that are being created are going to stay these new ways of running business contactless e-signatures that take out delivery uh i think we all secretly hope that the to go, to go alcoholic beverages are going to be a thing in our future forever, you know, but like seeing these businesses evolve, I could go for an adult happy meal right now. I'm just saying, uh, but seeing these businesses evolve is, is cool. Um, and one of the silver linings of it, but it's just interesting to see how each individual business, whether it's restaurant, insurance company, car dealership, anything are, are taking the steps to get through this and which of those steps might end up staying once this is uh, hopefully in the past.
0: My question to you is like, do you think, like, I guess, how, how can, how can you teach somebody to be adaptable? You know, I think we, we live in a world that's so resistant to change and, and now, now you're being forced to change. Right. So like, what do you guys think, like, what ways can business leaders, business owners, um, really anybody, uh, start to start to get comfortable, comfortable with, change and and adaptability. Any
1: thoughts? I I'll try and thought. say well. I try that oh, go ahead Larry. Well you, so,
2: first? you know change is constant. Change is constant. I mean it, it just happens all the time. We resist change. We don't necessarily like change, but it happens all the time, continuously and we get comfortable with our routine but we we do change all all the time so um these extreme situations will just put a you know force people to um uh, and i don't see there being much resistance you know again change is constant and it's always evolving and so it it you know We see things, certain things that we're all experiencing, will become more commonplace. Working remotely, I I believe, will become way more commonplace. Uh, Getting off the road, less commuting, uh, using more of these methods uh, of telecommunicating, we're just going to be more commonplace right now. I believe even things like drop-off, you know, picking up meals and more delivery. I mean, meal delivery has gotten ridiculously popular over the past few years of of meals being picked up and dropped off. So um, foods being picked up and dropped off. I mean all these things that have been gradually evolving, I think are just gonna be accelerated, but they've been happening all along. Um, so you know, we resist change, but it's it's it is constant. And I think everybody kind of gets gets over it pretty quickly, in my opinion. Nice bird. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. In the background they got birds. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what do you think?
1: Uh, now, can you can you teach it at disability? Uh, I, one thing that that better teach it is is desperation, and and I think that's kind of what we're seeing. I think that when things are you know under a status quo, we we talk about it like you know you get those people that are I don't know if what I've got to say is important, and that's why I don't self blog That's why I don't create content, or I'd rather put my you know time and effort into these channels because it's where my comfort zone is. Um, but now in moments of desperation, people are—you will know, try anything. And when you have things like the Chamber that does a good job of connecting people and social media that does a good job connecting people, one thing I'll say is it's also contagious. You see somebody that's doing it well and gets a good idea that's niche for their business and it's like, oh, wow, that was a brilliant idea. What can I do in mine? And, and people start to really kind of take those ideas and, and use them as examples and then run with it on their own. And, and so I think that, everybody's becoming more adaptable. I, I just don't know that you can teach it, but, but in these circumstances that we're all going through, um, people, people are becoming adaptable. And, it, and it's good to see. I think that everybody, you know, no, no one wants their business to fail. No one wants their personal lives to, to fail, right? But, but watching it on social media channels and all that kind of stuff and seeing how each person, each business is handling it um, and adapting to it is, is kind of one of the funner things of this whole circumstance to see.
0: That's right. It's good stuff. I like it. The birds are back. <laughs> the bird, the birds are back because I'm speaking. I'm like trying right. to mute. i tra- like trying to mute myself when I'm not talking, so there's not birds tripping over you. Uh, oh man, but this is my this is my home office. So everybody's listening. Like I'm, um, I've definitely spent more time on my on my back porch, while my kids are homeschooling inside. They're they're usually pretty loud. I'm am surprised we haven't heard from them yet on on these podcasts. Yes uh but that's, rem- that's remote life at its finest Michael okay? <laughs> some of us have a wife and kids in the background on the other side of the window it's it's been an adventure this homeschooling thing which I have not personally participated in yet I mean I just want to be clear because uh, like my wife will 100% see this, and she'll be like, "You haven't done anything," <laughs> which is 100% the truth. I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, navigate these podcasts and and like make sure my own business is okay. So uh, I've got I've got plenty of other things to worry about. But seeing seeing these these teachers, so I'll, I'll give a little shout out to the teachers out there. Seeing them trying to uh, adapt and navigate. Like Maddox had his first uh google classroom session yesterday which i think which i personally think is great because they're going to be they're going to be growing up in this world of technology like understanding how to like navigate the screens and and doing this exact thing like where you're seeing your classmates uh virtually you know behind their own computers is is you know has been interesting but i was like oh man that poor teacher that poor (laughs) teacher <laughs> try try to get like these you know 6 and 7 year olds to like okay so Maddox, like you go ahead and hit mute while so and so talks and uh i mean they'll they'll get it but it's been it's been interesting to to see it and and, wa- and watch that so mad love to the teachers that are trying to adapt to this entire thing and and get these students to to summer <laughs> um that that's going to be a, a challenge in itself but but so far Seems okay. This homeschooling thing is—I don't know. It'll—it'll it'll be tricky. We'll—we'll we'll see how it goes. But Shannon posted up something yesterday. She was like, "She's like day one, day one of homeschooling. I'm so proud to say that my kids have graduated. <laughs> graduated. <laughs> It's—it's it's, done. It's done. We're—we're <laughs> finished. Graduation is upon us." So that's pretty funny, but, but Larry, man, like any last things you want to say, any words of encouragement for our community uh, before we, before we sign off and let you go, man. And
2: My stepdaughter is a school teacher who had her first session teaching over the internet yesterday or whatever method it is. So she, it was an interesting experience for her. She was quite nervous getting set up at her home. And so, uh, and she, at the end of the day, she reached out to my wife and gave a, uh, gave Debbie a wonderful report on that she survived the first one but you know the biggest thing is that um, we're not alone in this there's lots of folks out there to uh, lend an ear you know give uh, actually I was gonna say give a hug but we can't do that right now but emotionally there's lots of folks out there to who want to help and can help and you know remember those people that are in business do what you can if they're a restaurant or a massage therapist or they have a, a fitness center that's kind of on limbo right now, do what you can, you know, to, to help them looking down the road. And just, you know, say your prayers to everybody and, um, and just, you know, be nice and be mindful of what everybody's experiencing right now and, and know that it's a group effort. I just wish everybody safe safety and remember, wash the hell out of your hands. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So
0: tell everybody. Uh, tell everybody where they can connect with you if they're looking for insurance or you want, want to reach out. Where's the best place for them to go?
2: Um, re- What
0: happened? He just left. I don't the know. Exit. <laughs> you might okay. have. Well, <laughs> well, well that was awkward. Is,
1: yeah. Website What's is left? Heartfield uh, dot You can reach him directly at Larry at heartsfieldinsgroup.com. Um and he's got on his website. If- there's yeah there's links to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and and uh, let's see, what is that? Google stuff. So, so you can hit him <laughs> up there. Larry's a great guy. Uh, let him uh, help you with any of your, your insurance needs. Um, he's he's a figure here in the community, has been for a long time, so check him out.
0: Hey and way to way to save that Michael. I'm proud of you man. Way to like hey, you
2: had that you, my just, first like, time. You, know,
0: <laughs> you had the information right there um and yeah so podcast family thank you for tuning in i I don't know what happened there must have hit the x or something but um appreciate you guys tuning in uh we'll be bringing these to you every weekday at noon a little half hour session and again like we could really use your support as well as a podcast we want to keep pumping these things out for you and really keep and just keep building this community and getting through this together um buy one of our cool podcast shirts michael's wearing one right now um, you can get those at whoagnd.com. Um, become a sponsor of the show. Like we're doing the sponsorships. We really uh, appreciate the sponsorships. So feel free to sponsor, or you can actually send a donation. If you just want to donate to our, to our podcast, uh, send it to me uh, via Venmo at Colin Austin. So that's at C-O-L-L-I-N-A-U-S-T-I-N. And uh, we greatly appreciate, appreciate your support. Stay strong, Gainesville. We will get through this and uh, we'll keep bringing you uh, other great community leaders to talk about their experience, and and we'll navigate this thing together. Cool? Cool, man. So, good seeing you, Mike. I'll see you a little bit later, bro. (laughs) This is the WHOA GNV Podcast, the podcast for you businesses and individuals that make you go whoa. We'll see you later, Gainesville. Love ya.